Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Football and Grits, the Athletics SEC Football Podcast. It's Thursday. And if you're a uh, longtime listener in the storied history of this podcast, you know that Thursday means that I'll be your host, David Ubbin, along with the Athletics College Football Editor, one of our many talented editors, Mitch Light, joining us as well. Uh, Mitch, how do we feel about the SEC this week before we get into this uh, this week's show? Pretty good. Although we were just talking, we're we're confused. I, I don't know if "upset"s the right word. That's kind of strong, but there's no 11 a.m. Central <laughs> SEC game or noon in f- odd schedule for yes, Saturday. Yes, and, and for those of us, slim down four game slate. Yeah, you know, for mm-hmm. those of us who've been watching the league for a while, we still kind of consider that the JP, the Jefferson Pilot game, even though it's at 11 and not 11:30. And hey, Vanderbilt Mississippi State has JP written all over it, so that's kind of a slap in the face to that game by playing it at three o'clock. It is. It is. Uh, and alas, I do miss a Jefferson Pilot game. Everyone grew up on that game. Uh, bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, so today, we're going to be looking at our top five teams in the SEC right now. And then we'll take a look at every game, all four of those games. So Mitch, we got to get into it. We're going to start from the top because I feel like we probably agree. I'm not sure there's an argument for anyone else. Uh, obviously, Mississippi State sitting here on top. Um, fantastic season for them. Right, this is no, not uh, this is not week one. We're you know we're not going back. In yes, time. yes. Before no, Alabama has been the class right. of the SEC. I want to say we. I assume we have the same number one. I'm assuming mm-hmm. we have the same four teams in our top four. I don't know about the order. I'm curious. Yes, to see. the order is complicated. Right. I'm curious to see number five. But let's start. Obviously, Alabama number one. There, there's apps we can sit here. Yeah, and talk Alabama. About. Uh, some some defensive issues for them. Of course, um, but I I don't know that those issues certainly are going to be big enough for them to not win the SEC because the offense is so great and their offensive line is so good that I I like their chances to stay healthy. You know, Jalen Waddle, I think that loss will hurt them in the playoff when they've got to play Clemson, they got to play Ohio State, they got to play you know whoever else they end up playing. 
Um, but in the SEC, I, I, you know, I think they can stomach the Waddle loss. And again, I just think that offense is so good and so potent that even though the defense is not great, even though they don't have, you know, a first round receiver, they still have good receivers. Obviously, John Menchie's played well. Obviously, Devontae Smith is Devontae Smith as good as anybody. Is there any cause for concern for you, for Alabama, the best team in the SEC, that they don't? win this conference not really and the, the comparisons to LSU last year are obvious but they're they're mm-hmm. real and I feel the same thing like whatever concerns we have about that defense it doesn't matter because the offense is so good and that was the case with yeah LSU last year I mean I watched I watched LSU here in Nashville give up 35 points to a, a bad Vanderbilt team and uh, you know what they scored 63 or whatever you know it, it's not just, even sweating it right mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't matter you always felt like they had that next gear if they needed it, and but they've been remarkably consistent this year. Um, I still go back to your comment against uh, the, one of my favorite of, of many great David Ubbin Twitter lines is <laughs> <laughs> how Alabama um, Mac Jones was was looked confused about which open receiver to throw it to against Tennessee, and and that kind of goes into your half kidding here your evaluation of Mac Jones why you're not as high in him on some others because his offense is so good and his job is quite frankly mm-hmm. it's pretty easy right now running that running that uh, Alabama attack it is props to him for making the throws you know somebody's got to get the ball there um, but those throws are easier from a from a clean pocket with guys that are open by two or three yards you know that I don't think I don't think I was necessarily skeptical of Joe Burrow but I I wondered you know, Jamar Chase and, and Jefferson, those guys making plays for him on contested balls, I wondered. But he's done He's done a great job in the NFL. The, the Bengals are, are frisky this year. Um, but, yeah, I think Jones, you know, it's not quite the same deal, but he's not thrown into super tight windows. Um, so, again, props him for making the throws. We'll see. Moving on, number two, I, I think this is a very flawed team, but I am a believer in talent. Uh, our our uh, our beloved colleague Ari Wasserman, the king of the stars matter crew. Beloved is an interesting word, but we go ahead with it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue with recruiting, and Georgia has a roster that is on par with anyone else in the entirety of college football. Uh, recruiting equals wins, and they have issues. Uh, injuries have been an issue. The quarterback situation is a real issue, but when you're really good everywhere else. I think they're the second best team in the SEC. Yeah, I agree. And if this wasn't clear, these, these aren't predictions. We're not saying who's going. Although we we think Alabama's going to win the East. I mean, win the whole league. This is our power ranking. And I kind of said if if I'm Greg Sankey and I have to like put out a, a team into the wild to, to uh, the yeah dome, if you will. to to make the <laughs> SEC look good. These are the teams in order we're going to put out there. And while I agree, Georgia mm-hmm. is a flawed yes. team, and we're going to get into this. The more when we talk about their matchup with Florida about those flaws, I think from an overall roster standpoint. In fact, to to quote my good friend Ari, if you look at the uh, the team talent composite, not just the the it's kind of the recruiting rankings of their entire roster, they have the most talented roster in college football, not Alabama, uh, based on recruiting yeah. over the last four or five years. The, the players that are actually on their roster, which factors in transfers. So, um, yeah, it's it you can make an argument. For Florida, maybe someone would make an argument for Texas A&M. I'm, I'm not making that argument, but I think Georgia right now is is the, the number two team in the league. Here's my question. Why isn't Georgia bullying everybody this year? Is it just as simple as the quarterback has not been good enough? 
why 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 is this team look mortal I, I, when the roster and the stars say they should look like Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and they just don't? I think it's a fair question. I think a little bit spoiled by what Alabama has been able to do year in and year out with plugging guys in. I think mm-hmm. Georgia, the, the previous two years maybe, was sort of a, not a perfect storm because they have a lot of talent, but just great cohesion on the offensive line. Five-star running backs who played like five-star running backs. And a good quarterback, Jake Fromm, who's probably been, was underappreciated. Um, so I think we are kind of discounting what cohesion on the offensive line. Again, they lost two first-round offensive tackles. One, the Cade Mays is gone, obviously, to Tennessee. I don't care who you're plugging in. Most of the time, you can't just snap your fingers and say, we're going to be as good the previous year. Again, we get Alabama seems to do that for the most part. Uh, you know, cer- certain years, the offensive line isn't quite as good. Obviously, this year, the defense isn't as good. So I think that's why. I think our expectations are so high. And we do this, you know, in, in my previous existence at Athlon Sports, when, when you're ranking, looking for top five teams, you don't talk about what they do well because these teams are all good all over the place. You talk about what their flaws might be. And I think that's what we're doing with Georgia. We all acknowledged how good they are, but the expectations mm-hmm. have become so high because their recruiting is so good. And somebody asked me a pressing question also. They said, do they miss Sam Pittman? And you know what I said to them, Mitch? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> it's a problem. It is a problem. I think that that's a real hole, uh, a real hole in uh, development, uh, recruiting week to week. I think that that is a real issue I that think they are missing. So That's a good point. We'll see. I, I think mm-hmm. that is something that is extremely difficult. It's impossible for fans to evaluate position coaches. It, media sometimes, if, we, if, you, if you know the right people and you trust the right people, we can kind of get a feel – by talking to people mm-hmm. inside the program, yeah, like that receiver's coach, no one talks about him, but look at the improvement those guys have done. I think that's a, that's a fair point. I mean, Sam Pittman was a great offensive line coach. He was beloved by his players, and sometimes we just look at head coaches and coordinators, and we don't really dive down and look at position coaches. And, and you know, it's not a great situation. Again, losing, having to replace three starters. Mm-hmm. Number three, I sense dissension, Mitch. Whoa. Who is your number three? Florida Gators. I would be surprised. Okay. Oh, you know what? Okay. I di- I am a I am usually a results matter guy. I used to get in this <laughs> I used to get in this Here we go. I used to get in this <laughs> argument all the time with my 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 good friend and former colleague at Athlon Sports, Braden Gall, who I did a podcast <laughs> with. He was Mr. I know more than the results. Like he wouldn't like he would he was almost a contrarian. It didn't matter if team A had beaten team B three straight times. If he thought that other team was better, he would rank them higher. But I think Florida's a better team than Texas A&M. They lost a close game at the buzzer in College Station in one of the only football games this year where a crowd actually had ma- has mattered. Uh, there seemed to be a lot of Aggies there. They fumbled. Malik Davis fumbles at midfield late, and they kick a field goal. Again, if they, if they play 10 times on a neutral field, I'm taking Florida seven times. I am, I am sensitive to that argument, and I will admit that that was somewhat of a fluky game. But, but... The Aggies did win, and it wasn't like they necessarily stole that game. And I think there's something to be said for giving that game away in in, in a clutch position. So I'm going to go with the Aggies at number three. I think they uh, are, are – I would say – I I think I'm, I'm the, the jury's still out on the defense. We'll see. Um, I think uh, Florida has some – 
some major defensive issues that obviously A&M exploited that I suspect Alabama may exploit if the, if those two teams uh, meet. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, my number four, though, of course, is Florida. I think the top four teams in the SEC. You know, I looked at this the other day. Uh, there's only five teams in the whole conference out of 14 that have winning records, but the top four are, are relatively clear. The thing I run into is I think Florida, as we mentioned on on Wednesday's show, they're a really bad matchup for Georgia. Uh, I think they have a great chance to win that game because they can score. Georgia is not well positioned to take advantage of Florida's weaknesses, and I think Florida is well positioned to go head-to-head with Georgia's strength, which is that defense. If you can put 27 on the board, I think that's enough. And so Florida... I mean, Georgia, it's sort of like a 3A and 3B. I'm kind of with you on that. I, I would go A&M just because I am a bit of a results matter guy, unless it's pretty clear the other way. But when they're so close like that, you know, you got to go with the team that won. So what do you make of the Gators as as they stand right now? Yeah, real quick on the the, the results matter, and I'm, I'm probably going to contradict myself here. If I, were, <laughs> if I were an AP voter or something like that, I would have – Texas A&M ahead because they won the game. But right now we're doing a power poll. Again, I'm Commissioner Sankey, and I need to send a team out there to play you know, the second or third best team in the Big Ten. Who do I want? I'd rather have Florida. But again, if you want to rank... That's a good argument. Yeah, if you want to rate Texas A&M higher because they won the game, no arguments here. So Florida, I have seen pretty much every snap of Florida. Um, I work closely with Alan Taylor, our Florida writer. So uh, mm-hmm. I have my eye on the Gators, and they are... You know, fun to watch offensively. Trask is a great story. You know, we've all we all know his story, and Pitts has been amazing. Kadarius Tony emerging as a legitimate big play threat has been a huge difference maker. He's just one of those guys you, you've heard about for years, but he's never really been a consistent playmaker until this year. I don't know if it was a bad game from Missouri or it was just the fact that they got Kyrie Campbell back on the defensive line, but they were missing some guys in the secondary. It was a really impressive defensive performance, so I don't know if they turned the corner against Missouri. We'll find out a little bit this yeah, week. Yeah, we will. But if they did, I think that changes the, everyone's opinion of this team. It's not a, it's not a 43, they're going to win games 43-35. Maybe they can win games 37-10 to 10 if that defense starts mm-hmm. playing. So playing well enough. Uh, so I, I am, I'm very high in Florida right now. Mm-hmm. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Who's your number five? I, I went into this thinking it was going to be hard, really, really difficult. But then the more I thought about it, the more I looked at the numbers, I think you have to go with Auburn. They are mm-hmm. three and two. They... They they lose to Georgia, which is no crime. I mean they got they got pounded in that game. The South Carolina game was a bad loss, but three Bo Nix picks. They really moved the ball in that game. They were the better team. They lost. So I'm not I'm not trying to go with the whole results don't matter. In that game, results def- <laughs> results definitely do matter. They lost that game. And then they questions they, they got some help from the officiating, but they go to Ole Miss and win that game and then they pound LSU. So it's sort of like there's there's really no one else. But I think the more I thought about it, Florida I mean Auburn deserves that fifth spot. It's not a just a, oh you have to put someone there. Now I'm with you on this. Um I just think when you look at the gap between them and and, and records and results matter. But the most interesting question I think is who's the best of the rest? Because you can make an argument for a bunch of different teams. I'm gonna throw, okay. but the rest of those teams, the rest of the nine teams in the SEC that are not above 500, who's the best out of that? Can I group? make an argument for Ole Miss? Is that crazy? That's crazy. Okay, that's crazy. Is that okay? <laughs> they, 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 what ha- what has happened to the defense? Uh, Ole Miss 244 points allowed this season. Yes. Uh, nobody else in the SEC has given up more than uh, I believe LSU's given up 168. Where has the defense gone? Two hundred and forty-four points, Mitch. Yeah, you're gonna make you're gonna make the old Miss case. I it's I okay here. I feel like a, a lawyer who <laughs> fit, kn- knows my client is guilty, but it's my job to 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 defend them. So this here it, that's that's kind of where I'm starting this argument from. Okay, they they go toe to toe with Alabama in a great game. Florida, they got beat at home, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Auburn, questionable call. The Lane Kiffin fine. They could have beaten Auburn at home. They won at Kentucky. They're really the only team to put some yards and points on Kentucky. And Arkansas, a loss is a loss, but they throw six picks in that game. So I think they're better than their their national perception. I think the perception is, oh, that's a fun team. They're two and three. They beat Vanderbilt, and then they beat uh, the um, Kentucky. But I think they're a pretty good team. So I don't know if I would – go to bat for them as the sixth best team but i think they're in that clear in that middle of the pack i don't think they're near the bottom mm-hmm. i will go i'm torn on this because i think i have two candidates and they each have some pretty fundamental flaws and that's how you end up with teams that are under 500 now my first candidate pure talent lsu did, did, the you, did you watch is, college football last weekend listen listen Listen, these are losing teams. There's a reason why these teams have losing records. Schematically, defensively, it's a disaster. I don't even know where you go from there. But, but, if you can tweak that at some point, maybe you make a change to defensive coordinator. I, I like what you've seen. You just gotta be, can't be bullheaded. I like the talent level. Okay, Ari. On the other side of, on the other side of this, yes, I know, <laughs> I know. 
on the other side of this, Tennessee Ooh. has some real quarterback issues. In terms of momentum, they are cruising for a bruising, as my mother might say. But, but, schematically, defensively, they're okay. I think they, this is still a team that went toe-to-toe with, with, uh, with Georgia for a half. The reality of where Tennessee is at right now is this slide is fueled almost exclusively by turnovers. They, I say they, they, they smashed the self-destruct button with a sledgehammer against <laughs> Georgia. Gave Georgia that ball game. Kentucky, you can't get in a hole against Kentucky because Kentucky will just dig it deeper for you. Two pick sixes, bad throws. Don't make those and you're in, you're in decent shape. Alabama's Alabama. They did what Alabama does. Am I confident in that pick? No, I am not. <laughs> but when you look at, at what Tennessee can do and what they have left, I, I think when you look at the rest of that group, they're the least flawed of a whole bunch of flawed teams. The problem is that flaw is at a really important spot. But we've also seen Jerry Carantano play pretty well at some at some points. And so I am going to tempt fate and say that, that – I am torn between LSU and Tennessee, and the fact that that is my sixth best team in the SEC speaks to what is a poor year in the SEC, to say the least. Yeah, from a talent standpoint, if you look at the recruiting rankings, it's clearly either Florida or Tennessee from from who's the next most talented team there. So I'm sticking with Ole Miss. Screw it. That's my team. I'm going (laughs) (laughs) – Wow, Mitch! Why do you hate defense? Goodness, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, turn this into a Big Twelve podcast if you keep singing the praises of. Well, Ole you're Miss. talking about how what a great job Bo Pelini's done with that LSU defense. <laughs> now, now I'm just making stuff up. Something, something along those lines. No, uh, let's look at the schedule for this week and let's look at each game. We got to start with the cocktail party. I, I think Florida wins this game. I think Florida is a terrible matchup for Georgia. I think. Uh, uh, Stetson Bennett not going to be able to make enough plays to get Georgia to win this game. Uh, this is going to be a really fun game. I mean, other than Alabama Georgia, I think this will be probably the second best game in the SEC uh, of the year to this point. Uh, give me Florida, but I, I really uh, this is going to be a fun, fun ball game. I'll be, I'll be. It's going to be tough to tear myself away from Vandy Mississippi State, but I will be watching some some cocktail party. What, what do you see? Uh, in this game on Saturday. Yeah, fascinated by it. I think it is as interesting of a study in football, the importance of the quarterback position as we will see in college football this year because it's clear Georgia has the more talented roster, but Florida but quarterback is by far the most important position. And Florida is in such good shape at that position, feels so good about itself. I think we watching all of us watching that game feel good about it. Can their advantage at that position make up for deficiencies elsewhere? And I think it can. I I saw enough from Florida defensively against Missouri that I think they will play well enough to win against Georgia. And I think you you mentioned the point total. Like, what's it going to take to win this game? Can Georgia score 35 points against Florida? I don't know if they can. No, they can't. They I, can't. I right. can tell you right now, they can't. If they, they're going to need a defensive score or some short fields. Otherwise, not happening. Right. So I I think Georgia win. I think Florida wins a a twenty eight to twenty type game here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm with you in the Stetson Bennett. Great story, but third and eight pressure situation. Who would you rather have? 
Kyle Trask ten times out of ten over Stetson Bennett. But I think it's it's a it's a fascinating game. And I, I listened to you and Josh your, your podcast yesterday, and there's a lot of pressure on Florida. A lot of pressure on both teams, obviously, in this game. And Andy Staples wrote a, uh, a nice column about that the other day. Mm-hmm. But from the Florida standpoint, there's not going to be situations where Stetson Bennett is the quarterback at your arch rival, that, that type of player. Georgia's going to have better quarterbacks. They're going to have better offenses in future years. They're not going anywhere. You look at their recruiting. So I'm not going to sit here because I still think Dan Mullen's building. So I'm not going to sit here and say, well, if they can't beat him this year, they're never going to beat him. That's not the case. Yeah. But I, I really think mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for Florida uh, to win this game, and I think they will win this game. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Briefly, lest we uh, solely the name of this podcast, can Derek Mason scheme something up to slow down Mississippi State? Uh, 19 points seems like a huge line for them. Can Vandy slow them down? It seems like everyone's been able to, and they haven't, been, they haven't wanted to run the ball. Drop eight, try to get a rush with three. Can Vandy keep this close? Yeah, it's it's going to be tough because their defense has been horrendous. And the, the Ole Miss game, it was, and I know Ole Miss has a good offense, but it was just at will. Whatever they wanted to do mm-hmm. was move the ball. Spoiler alert, Mississippi State's going to run mesh. Stop them. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> like, and Vanderbilt's secondary has been decimated by COVID and injuries. You know, I don't know how much continuity matters. I think it probably matters, but they've had guys in and out every week and just – guys not playing together on a consistent basis so uh and that, that's been the problem for Vanderbilt is here's the because I'm here in Nashville so obviously there's a lot more talk on, on Derek Mason's future they've lost 13 games over the last two years only one of them has been by fewer than 17 points so there's there's losing and then there's losing bad and I know you and Josh talked about it yesterday like two years ago they go six and seven pretty good year five of their seven losses were by 10 points or fewer that's a huge difference. Yeah. Like losing, and being competitive, and just being uncompetitive are two different things. So uh, the number is high. Vanderbilt's offense is showing signs of life. I but I know Mississippi State's much better defensively mm-hmm. than Ole Miss is. Ken Seals, the freshman quarterback, has played well. I would probably take Mississippi State to cover. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go near this game though. Yeah, that seems like a thirty-one-ten sort of game. Yeah. Looking at the Aggies. This is this is the exact kind of game that makes Aggies want to just stop watching football. <laughs> this game, every time. You go on the road, South Carolina, not a good team, a competent team, a team that is more than capable of beating you. These are the kind of games that separate A&M from being a good team to being a team that can really make the playoff, that can really – you've got to take care of business in these games, and that's what I want to see in this ball game. Can the Aggies just win this thing competitively? Get out! They're they're better than South Carolina. Not really even that. I mean, it's not even really that close. They are a better team. Right. There is no reason why they should struggle in this ball game. Can you go on the road? And I take I, care I of look business? at this like the Auburn uh, South Carolina game, where Auburn's the better team, 
and looked like they were going to control the line of scrimmage, control the game, and they just made all the mistakes. And South Carolina, like you said, mm-hmm. South Carolina's probably not going to beat you. They're going to beat you if you make mistakes, and Auburn made those mistakes. I kind of look at this almost like a college basketball game. Like, you're better. You're on the road. It's a Tuesday night game. It might not be the most exciting game. You need to go on the road and, and just get out of there with a win. It doesn't really matter, and that's what it looked like for, for Texas A&M. When we look back, we're, we're not going to care if they win this game 21-17 or, or 41-20. to We'll look at it as, okay, they beat South Carolina on the road. That's a good win. I, yeah, I exactly. I have confidence. I think they are – I'm not gonna say they have arrived. I want to. I want. To, you're more. But I've you're, watched a lot yeah, of Aggies football. You're more over the scarred. Last you're more scarred. You, you've got your Big Twelve roots. I've seen this. I've seen this movie before. Yeah. I've seen this movie before, and it doesn't end well. But maybe Jimbo is is different. We'll yeah. See. South we'll South Carolina see. does not have. I mean, Shy Smith is a good wide receiver. They don't have anything. Else. They don't have anyone else on offense that scares you. I think they're probably one. Of- this is this is that this is that trip to Lubbock. This is that trip to to Stillwater. This is that trip to 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 not so much Waco, but this is the game that they have historically struggled with. So uh, we'll see if Jimbo Fisher is a, has brought a new program in. The Hogs and Vols in the nightcap. I mean, this is sort of a do or die game for Tennessee. I, I, we talked about this on Wednesday's show. I think this is the game that they, you know, Tennessee's got the most to lose of anybody. They don't have a lot to gain in this game, but they got the most to lose. What What are you watching for in this matchup? Yeah, I, I'm with you, Jared Gantano. Does he play like a senior quarterback on a team that's about to get on a late season run again, which we've seen from them, or does he make an early mistake and start looking around and yeah. give Arkansas? And he doesn't have to be great. Right. He has to be good. They can, I think they're going to run the ball, right. play action. Convert some third and fives. Do that, and that's all they need from him. Right. They have a good offensive line. They have two very good running backs. They should control the offensive line in this game and make life easy for their quarterback. And you know, A and M, A and M last week, <laughs> they averaged seven point one yards per play against Arkansas. This Arkansas defense is not. They played well early in the year. They forced a lot of turnovers. If Arkansas is not forcing turnovers, they're not getting the short field. They're not scoring a lot of points. I think Tennessee can and will go in uh, up to Fayetteville and win this game. I think our, I actually Tennessee wins this game relatively comfortably. Ooh. I just think they're a better team and and you know, the recent recipient or recipient of the humanitarian award, I think they they get a little selfish. If they can stop the turnovers, which considering how I think they're going to attack Arkansas running the ball, not asking Garantano to do a whole lot, this game comes out of turnovers. If Tennessee wins or ties this turnover battle, even maybe loses it by when they win this game. But if you're losing the turnover battle 3-1, Tennessee's going to be licking its wounds back to Rocky Top. So we'll see. That'll do it for this week's show. Uh, Friday, Alyssa Lang uh, on the SEC Network and host of Thinking Out Loud on Monday night's great show on on the SEC Network. We'll be joining John Hayes to make some picks. uh, Look at the SEC's slate. Um, So tune in for that. Again, thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you for listening. If you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, you can change that at theathletic.com backslash grits. You can see all of our content. You can see uh, uh, this show as well. You can listen to this show uh, ad-free and see everything from our wide swath of SEC contributors and our national writers. So, uh, again, if you like the pod, leave us a review. Leave us a five-star rating. Tell a friend. It all helps. So, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow. (laughs) 